Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Still to come on the show, we'll be chatting about the brand new Mind Hunter series 2 that came out following the Atlanta child murders that took place in the 70s and 80s, but asking the question, has there ever been any significant, serious Irish serial killers? There might have been one or two. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Now, though, if you worry about robots taking over the world and enslaving us and taking our jobs and taking your jobs, uh, a UK restaurant called the Tea Towers has unveiled that they have has revealed that they have hired and installed a robotic waitress called Teresa. Tell us more about that now. Uh, Leilana Shuley from the Tea Towers joins us on the line. How are you? Thanks for popping on the show tonight. Thank you very much for having me. I'm good. Thank you. I suppose, uh, first question, why robots? Well, we really wanted to bring something different to the restaurant scene. So we're, as a brand, we're quite known to be unique. Um, we started out with bringing Cinderella carriages to our cafe so you can actually dine in a Cinderella carriage. And we also coined the term selfie-chino, which you, you can have a selfie on your coffee and mm. you can drink your own face. And a couple of years oh ago, God. our owners actually visited Japan. I saw that they had this trend of having robotic waiters and waitresses in the restaurants themselves. But back then, they were like the first generations of robots where they were actually walking on rails. So they wanted to bring something new and exciting. So we brought over our little Teresa bot. <laughs> what exactly can this new uh, robotic waiter do? The purpose for her is basically to help our staff with the load of carrying heavy trays. So the robot itself has two trays, which can carry 1.5 kilos each tray. And basically what she does is that she helps clear tables and she helps bring food to the table themselves. She's programmed to know each menu item. So she'll walk along the waiter or waiter or waitress and basically bring the food to the table and tell the guests what the item is. Oh, so she can sit there or sit there, stand there and say, so this is spaghetti bolognese? Yes, indeed. And she's also programmed to tell a few jokes so she has her, a little personality of her own. God. W- what kind of jokes does she tell? Well, basically, there's one joke that we programmed her where uh, the guest can ask her if she has a boyfriend and she says, uh, no, I don't, but uh, you're not my type. <laughs> <laughs> um, can it move relatively quickly or is it kind of slow enough at the moment? So she's programmed to know each position of each table mm. and um, yeah, she, she, I would say she walks at an average pace. She has this like optical avoidance system built in her. So if there's anyone who walks in front of her, she'll say, please get out of the way and get back to work. Is it weird <laughs> that I'm thinking of this robot turning up for work at 9am, getting ready? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Clocking in. Clocking oh in, Sorry, yeah. bus is late. Clocking so sorry. Uh, trains are delayed, couldn't get in. How much of an impact does it make on, let's say, the other staff? I mean, are the other staff happy that this is new edition here or are they kind of like, right, our, 
our jobs are gone. Right. So I'm not going to lie to you. Behind the scenes, in the beginning, when we introduced the robot, they were a bit worried. I mean, who wouldn't be, right? Like, robots are taking over the world. But no, the whole point of having this robot is to help them with the heavy loads. I mean, each of our teapots weigh one kilo. You know, they're a liter teapot. And um, we've had many, many complaints from our staff that, you know, like the trays are quite heavy themselves. So just to, to help them and to make their jobs easier. I mean, instead of taking two trips to clear a table from the table to the kitchen, you know, the staff are able to take one trip themselves. The robot is programmed to walk by herself to the kitchen and all you need is, a, is another member of staff to basically unload the tray from her. So it's not that the robot can do the job on its own. It needs the help of a, of a human. So it's not taking the orders? No. Not yet. And how much did the robot no. cost? Um, well, uh, we, we don't disclose that information. Uh, but what we can say is that she is a sixth generation robot, so she is the newest model of robot. She's not built with artificial intelligence yet. That's something that the company that we bought it from are having talks about. Right, okay, yeah, because I'm trying to wonder, like, in comparison to a full-time member of staff, mm. what's what's the cost? Now, obviously, this, this thing doesn't need to take a break, and, and, and I've seen as well, it, it needs to be charged overnight, is that right? battery-wise? Exactly, exactly. So she needs to be charged overnight and then she she runs for the whole day, basically. I think it's brilliant. Do you? Yeah. It terrifies me, I'm not going to lie. You know when you don't no. want to... When you don't want to deal with humans, you know, that kind of way, if you're going to a restaurant and I know obviously you got the waiters and waitresses that come over and ask for your order, but if you just kind of have the robot delivering your food, at least you can kind of just continue your conversation and not feel like someone's listening in. And not have that small talk maybe or... Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of industries are going to be affected by robotics. We have, you know, taxi drivers and bus drivers and train drivers and all right. those which are going to have self-driving cars which are launched already uh, and then you have, you know, even in, in areas where you wouldn't think, which would be like waitressing and the food kind of side of things where robotics are kind of moving in but like it, is, is that the way it's going is it going to be like in 10 15 years time there'll be no human waiters or waitresses that it, the robots will be that smart that they can take your order because you know in mcdonald's now they have the self-service oh, yeah, thing i take take it you could put that in a movable robot and have someone come up and i'm sure it could be voice activated and you could just talk to it, it would take your order and go away i mean is there I don't know. Is there any fear that there'll be no more people working in restaurants? Oh, God. I, I don't know about that because, I mean, hospitality is all about people, right? So you wouldn't want to take that away from from what it is. Personally, I hope not. I just hope that, I mean, technology is there to help us at the end of the day and not take over. Yeah, I'm just, I just want to, you know, obviously we have to touch on the doomsday scenario <laughs> in which the robots are all our masters and we're enslaved to them. Because, um, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's interesting to see where it will go. I know that's restaurants are hugely about the human interaction, but I know restaurants, they're like Profit margins are very, very tight, so they might look at this and kind of go, nah, small talk, or we stay afloat, maybe we'll use the robots. Yeah, but have you noticed an increase in customers coming in, or have you noticed, like, huge benefits to having the robot there, that they're quicker, or... Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, we have a lot more customers coming in just to see the robot and see what the, what the hype is about, basically. Uh, but with regards to getting the food delivered to the customers faster, that's definitely helped us a lot, clearing the tables, you know, bringing in the next course... So there, you know, it, it has lessened the time needed to actually serve people, which is which is great. Yeah, because I was only thinking that when you have ordered your food mm. in a restaurant and you're waiting for ages, because it's busy, obviously. Mm, yeah. You know, if there's a robot, mm-hmm. you know the robot's going to bring your food out quicker. You're probably going to be a happier customer as well. I know your robot can't really forget stuff either because no. it's all programmed in. Yeah. Have you plans to expand? Well, 
we're looking at looking into those things, but we're just trying to see how it goes for the first one. Um, so far, the response has been great. We do have some customers who are a bit taken back when they see the robot because it's, I mean, it's not something you really expect, especially when you come into our tea rooms. And it's very like, uh, it's very, our, our designs are very pink and, and very old fashioned. And, and you know, it, it, it's kind of a contrast, but yeah, it, it requires taste, I guess. Um, will the robot, will Teresa, the, the Teresa bot robotic waiter, will it be getting an invite to the staff Christmas party? <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, she's the star of the show, you know. <laughs> okay, I was just wondering how she was, you know, she's just getting invites to nights out and stuff like that, or she just left at home. I wonder if she can dance. Oh. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Oh, but she can't she can, she can dance yet, but she can sing for sure. She does a couple of songs, you know. Oh, can she? <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Oh, wow. So she can entertain the kids as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the kids love her. I wonder what will happen when, let's say, in a couple of years' time, when it becomes sentient and starts demanding to be paid, and you're like, whoa, Teresa, <laughs> calm down, calm down. She takes the place hostage. You're like, oh God. Anyway, just, I'm just reading from the Terminator 2 script line here now at, at the moment. Uh, Leilana, listen, thanks a million for popping on. If someone's listening right now, uh, you guys are based in London, and where else in the UK? So we have two restaurants in London, one on Oxford Street and one in Victoria, both in the House of Fraser. We have one in Guildford, which is on the High Street, and you can find Teresa in our Cobham branch on the high street as well. Oh, okay, so that's where Teresa is. And do you guys have a, maybe a website or social media accounts where people might be able to get a glimpse of the robot herself? Yes, indeed. So you can find us at The Tea Terrors on all social channels and our website is theteaterrors.com. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you very much for that. Thank you so much for having me, guys. No worries. Thanks again for coming on. If you want to see a picture of the uh, robotic Teresa, by the way, you can head on over to our, inst- our Twitter page right now at underscore room 104. Um, it's, it's a little... Uh, She's on Instagram too. Yeah. It, oh, she up on Instagram too. She looks lovely. Amazing. Very like um, who she's based on. They've actually given her a grey wig <laughs> yeah. as well, which has just really added to the whole Teresa thing. But I'd imagine, like, if they really wanted to base it on Teresa, they'd have to make sure that they messed up your order constantly and got things wrong and got things all over the shop. Kind of, yeah. And kind of half delivered you the food and then half didn't and kind of went back and forth and back and forth. And you're like, are we getting this or not? Like, listen, she's going to delay your order a little bit further. And she'd need to dance as well. Um, oh yeah she would need she to be probably to need to dance awkwardly right so listen that could be version 2 of the Teresa robot but if you want to have a look on our Twitter and Instagram you can have a look at the, what that robot is and how you'd feel I'm surprised more places haven't started putting as I said you know the self-service things at McDonald's yeah. why they're not on the tiny little screens at the table anyway so you just come in and get brought to your seat and everyone can order via the the table thing and then someone like that will just pick it up so you don't need any people there are some restaurants that do that though is there? yeah I'm trying to think of where I was recently enough that had one of them was it one of the burger places Dundrum somewhere that they gave me like a little iPad really? it was just there and I just I just basically pressed what I wanted and then submit and then it went went off submit to the machine now you still had to deal with the waitress because she yeah. came over with it and then yeah, like, yeah. you know there was one option that I couldn't click properly and then she had to do it for me so it kind of ended up being more of a hindrance than anything but yeah. it's a good idea it's faster if you're waitressing at the moment your job's gone bye and then you don't have to pay a robot a tip oh just yeah just saying god yeah just saying and you'd like to think your robot, because obviously this robot that we're looking at here, it's, how tall would it be? Four or five foot maybe? It doesn't look that big. I thought it'd be bigger to be honest. Yeah, and it has again two trays. In it. It's just, a, to be honest with you, it's a motorised trolley. Yeah. More so than anything else. But it has a little screen on the front of it that can obviously, would probably have your order on it. So if you're ordering from something like that, you'd know you'd never get it wrong. No, you wouldn't. But do you know what's good in a way? If you had these robots and they weren't going to actually take over your job, if you just had a little bit of a rough night and you wanted to call in sick, 
at least you know the robot's there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're not looking for... You don't feel bad putting someone else out that's meant to be off that day. You don't have to ring up someone and go, here, listen, can, I'm so sorry, can you, I know it's last minute, but can you cover me? Because it's just a robot. This is a robot. So the robot is happy out doing your job. It's great. Yeah, that, that won't be bad, but it'd be interesting to see that. Like, I'm trying to think, is there any job out there that anyone can think of that can, can and will never be affected by a robot? That won't be done by robots? Do you know what I think? I don't think... Um, counsellors or therapists need to worry because I don't think robot unless I mean maybe down the line they'll be so no no I actually don't think so I think um, you need that human connection you don't don't think uh, robots can empathise or understand obviously they probably will eventually yeah but I still think a robot's a robot let's be fair I don't think them jobs are ever going to be yeah put on the line I don't think so that's not a bad one um some, some, I was reading something earlier on that said one of the most hardest ones might be journalism. And like not not quote-unquote digital journalism, which is just copy and pasting either pictures or people's tweets into a quote article, but, you know, real journalism that looks for the truth and tries to dig a bit deeper and, and kind of unveil whether it's corruptions or whatever it is. So mm. that kind of journalism, they say, should be impenetrable. The only thing is... Right now, there is already... So the Associated Press, which is one of the biggest news agencies in the world, they're producing thousands of articles a day using robots, or I should say artificial intelligence. So a lot of their financial reports are done by robots because or software because all they're doing is really comparing numbers. So it's easy. It's not creative. It's saying there was an increase of 10%, there was a decrease of 10%. So they're able to write perfect articles just using software based on the results of companies have released. So loads more. And the same with... Uh, the same with sports reporting. Is I shouldn't be saying this to the people like you know Dan, pitch side pitcher. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But um, there's already software that's able to report back after a match. Oh, by which by the way, Wolves and Man United. Who won tonight, lads? Can you let me know? Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Probably but the, Man United. But again, because that's just comparing numbers. It's much easier for a robot to be able to talk about that match, for want of a better word, because yeah. it's all data driven anyway. So that those jobs are gone. So. And there's also, there's, there's two or three already robotic stand-up comedians. Really? Yeah, who have been pre-programmed to engage and tell some jokes. Now, obviously, humans have written the jokes and uploaded them, but some of the newer robots are able to gauge off the audience's reaction by using their microphone to see whether they got a laugh or didn't get a laugh on what type of jokes they should use. And they're able to wait and pause until the audience's laughter has died down before they tell their next joke. That's terrifying. That's I didn't terrifying. think, I thought that would have been one that wouldn't would be safe. Ever go. Yeah, I yeah. know. And then you're like, ah, oh, robo comedians. And um, then obviously robo artists or painters. You yeah. can just do that. There's a lot of jobs I think that can be replaced with robots. Like even teachers. I was thinking there, you know, teachers of primary school class. Eventually, a robot can stand up at the top of the room and just uh, control a classroom. I would never get mad. It would never get sick. It would never get emotional. You'd never see a robot crying at the top of the class because the students won't listen. Although, maybe primary school, I mean, if a child needs to go to the toilet or something, they wouldn't know how to react with it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. What about nurses? Here's the thing. I don't know. but Carers. Not doctors will be replaced. That's obviously wrong. But what Surgeons, yeah. What they're building, what they've built already is... Did you ever hear the story that Microsoft developed this guy, what was his name, Watson, who, who was able to win Jeopardy? several times so this guy won Jeopardy and he bet humans at Jeopardy which is a very complex game and I don't know how they built it but it's super intelligent computer that's able to search and understand complex language blah 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 they're building that for hospitals and doctors so that you go in and you're able to give your symptoms 
and it's able to search through thousands and thousands and thousands of articles and thousands of medical information and make a much more accurate diagnosis than a doctor could because obviously a doctor has to memorise what these symptoms could be linked to and a machine doesn't have to worry about forgetting anything because it's all there. Yeah, but would a doctor not be looking at you face to face and then suddenly you're going in with maybe a pain in your leg and he says, oh, I'm just going to check your ear or something and then suddenly he's like, do you know what you have? You have this. But like, obviously, if the pain in the leg, the machine would know every possible thing it could be linked to. And then the machine could probably take your blood pressure. It could probably, you could probably add a blood sample to it and all of a sudden it could probably analyse you quicker and easier than a doctor could. And the one thing they were saying about that machine is that it, they're basically taking the, the Watson technology and making, uh, just, just put, filling it full of medical information. If someone has a really, really, really rare condition where there's only like a handful of people in the world who have it, that if, some, if these machines are global then, if somebody presents with it in Tokyo, for example, mm. and then you present with the exact same symptoms in Dublin, usually you'd have to go through numerous tests of trying to find out what it is and it could take months or years for you to be diagnosed properly. But if you're in through this machine, it's seen this already and it syncs up straight away and now it goes, oh, here's what you have. You have this really, really rare condition that only two other three people in the world have and this is what you need to do instead of wondering what you have. Well, I mean, if it chops down the waiting list, happy days. Do you know what I mean? For surgeries yeah. and stuff like that, if it can just go, you know, it's like yeah. if robots are in charge, it's going to just be done quicker and more efficient and whatever. So. But maybe the robots would have better bedside manner than some of the doctors, Jesus, you know? No, don't you be saying that. program a, a better... Uh, a be- better bedside-mannered robot. Um, robot tester slash fixer. What do you mean? Betty. Betty, what do you mean? I don't know. One all. P- Pogba penalty saved. Thank you, John. One all. Okay. Uh, I went to a therapist once, and all he ever said after I finished speaking was, that sounds tough, or... <laughs> And how did that make you feel? I'm pretty sure his job could be automated. <laughs> a robot would probably have more response oh, options. Oh, <laughs> now that you say that, I remember going to, uh, I, I did, you know, cognitive behavioural therapy. Yeah, yeah. I had really bad OCD for a while. I kept thinking weird things. Anyway, went to her and she kept yawning. Oh, no. She kept yawning during the whole thing. Maybe she was just a bit tired. Every two seconds, she just keep yawning. She was like, oh, continue. And I was like, sorry, what? Oh, wow. So patronising. How... Yeah, she just kept on yawning. So I didn't go back to a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I just let all the problems build up and now I'm me. <laughs> uh, you've found yourself working in radio. Best uh, place for you, it actually. Is actually uh, yeah. To be honest. Um, right, so is there any other jobs you can think of that a robot will never be able to do? 87 104 Because they seem to be doing a lot. We've got waitressing now. We've got robo-chefs. We've got robo-journalists, robo-stand-up comedians. We have I think most things uh, creative, like designing clothes, that kind of thing, where it's like hand-sewn or something like that. That would be really hard to replace. But any kind of office jobs, mm. of course they'd be able to replace them. And we talked about this before, but the, the news anchors over in China, China State TV, the, the two real human news anchors have been uh, modelled and mailed, made into artificial, uh, like, how would you describe it? Artificial... Uh, virtual news presenters now so they can be on a million different stories at once so they've built up a whole model of their voice of their face and now they feed in automated news scripts and now rather than doing them live they're doing them via the virtual character they created off the news anchor so they'll do that with us as well oh yeah radio presenters are absolutely We're robots gone. will take over and that's fine yeah they'll perfect like uh, the voice the text to speech algorithms mm. and software so much so you won't be able to tell that it is a voice on the way Justin Bieber is coming up ah uh, that'll be awful <laughs>
<laughs> that would be that that would be awful. So listen, let us know if, if you can think of anything in particular that you think would never be affected by a robot. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. You said therapist, but then Dermot gave us an alternative, saying that here, listen, maybe some of them are robotic anyway. Mm. Uh, do let us know. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 